What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. Very special edition of the Fantasy Alarm NASCAR DFS podcast. Previewing Bristol Dirt this week. Your guess is as good as ours, but I'm Dan Malin. I'm joined by the uh, FSWA two-time NASCAR Writer of the Year, Matt Sells, and a special guest that we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but Matt, how you doing on this Wednesday evening? We just finished watching the <laughs> iRacing series for Bristol Dirt, and uh, it should have been featured on Comedy Central. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, that was entertainment, um, whether it was the racing or Clint Boyer's uh, attempt at driving and commentating at the same time. Um, <laughs> you know, that was that was some entertaining, entertaining stuff. I have to give it to, um, who was it, Garrett Smithley was leaning into the corners there. In, yeah. his, in his desk chair. That was pretty entertaining to watch. <laughs> um, he was so. a guy that wasn't even wearing a headset. He had, it was, it was and we're going to, you know, yeah. screw it. Ed Rouse is joining us on the podcast tonight. It's, it's a special that his boy is off of win. But at the same time, like, if you have the opportunity to ever, like, see Ed Rouse's setup at home, he has, like, the legitimate microphone that he can just pull. It's got, like, a spit screen and everything. That was Garrett Smithley tonight. Uh, in the iRace, he had the microphone <laughs> just pushed up to his face, split, spit screen yeah, and Clint all. Yeah, Boyer wondered if he was doing a radio <laughs> interview or TV or driving on, or, like, who he was talking to while he was doing the iRacing. Uh, it was quite hey, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. It's good to be back, 2021. Uh, it's been a while since last season, and so far this season hasn't disappointed whatsoever, as far as I'm concerned, especially coming off the big Blaney win. That's right. The Fresno Fan Club, the Fresno Ryan Blaney Chapter Fan Club is doing great, by the way. We're happy. And um, I am a, a Blainatic, I, I have called myself. It's a new term I'm going to um, invent just there you now. Go. There you go. Hashtag Blainatic. Yep. Can we get that trending on Twitter? Well, Moms for Blaney is already trending on Twitter a lot. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to be involved in that one. So. <laughs> That's, yeah, that would be a different... A different one for you there. Uh, I don't think you qualify for that one. No. But, yeah, that was a heck of a showing there for uh, for Blaney uh, last week. And, in fact, um, Larson gave Blaney credit in the fact that in that last run, Larson said that Blaney made Larson use up his equipment. It was not Logano's uh, pick, essentially, that, that gave Blaney the win. It was the fact that Blaney... Pushed Larson hard enough that he used up his equipment and just could not uh, hold the tires like you need to in Atlanta. So nice, nice, good win there for Blaney. Um, solidifies his spot in the playoffs. Although at this point, <laughs> we've got six different winners in six races. So um, is it possible that we see the winner get pushed out of the the playoffs this year? It's possible. It's never happened. Sorry, um, McDowell. It's gonna happen. The, the uh, the record, by the way, for most different winners to start a season is ten straight. Back oh. in I think two thousand ten, early two thousand, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, ten straight different winners to win. Um, so we'll see what happens at Bristol Dirt. Obviously, the top two favorites already have wins this season in Larson and Christopher oh. Bell. Um, but who knows? Because it's Austin dudes, Dillon's week. Those it's going to be seven. Been, <laughs> or Ricky Stenhouse. No, never. 
Don't don't count out Stenhouse. That guy's got dirty experience. Um, so we'll see. Or um, or Briscoe, who I think didn't he wind up parallel to the ground? In a, he flipped in the iRace tonight. <laughs> in the iRace, yeah. I don't know how that happened, but it did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a little bit of craziness in the iRacing at Bristol tonight. Obviously, nobody knows if that's accurate or not. They try to make it as accurate as possible. But I would not be taking all that much from the iRacing on Wednesday night. Um, kind of like we told you not to do last year when they iRaced the week of the uh, event last year as well. So... With that, um, I guess we'll just dig into uh, Bristol dirt. <laughs> kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy sentence to say. I guess uh, the luxury we have this week is that we're getting some practice sessions. We're getting, I think, are we getting qualifying runs? Are they being done in the form of like heats? Yeah, they're doing. So on Friday, there's two uh, fifty-minute practice sessions for both truck and cup they'll run them um you know opposite of each other so a 50 minute truck 50 minute cup 50 minute truck 50 minute cup practice on friday and then on saturday they're running four heat races for truck and then four heat races for uh cup to set the starting lineups and then saturday night under the lights at like eight eastern is the cup race and then sunday afternoon is the uh cup race um so and the the heat races will be a little interesting uh with how exactly they set lineups because um you know if you win it you get you know a certain number of points allotted to you if you win the heat races but then also you get points for basically how many passes you make during the heat race but you get no negative points in the heat racing so it's kind of it's kind of crazy how this is gonna work. Um, we'll have to see how it all shakes out exactly. Um, nobody will not qualify, at least in the cup side. I think the truck side there's gonna be what four that miss out because I think there's 44 entrants for the truck race and they're only Sounds about right. race a max of 40. Um, so there will be a cut line for the truck races, um, but there will not be one for the cup races. Uh, some programming notes. Uh, kind of a big week. If you if you really like Matt Sell's coverage and, and you think I should not quit my day job, uh, Matt, Matt's covering everything this weekend. Uh, I'm in the midst of moving, and so I'm not going to have internet on Saturday. I'll have it Friday, which means I, I could theoretically post a playbook, but at the, I feel at the same time it's like, I like posting playbooks and then being in the chat. If I if I can't be in the chat and answering questions leading up to lineup block, I feel like I'm doing a disservice. So so Matt has decided, and he's actually offered it, uh, to take up the reins. So he's going to cover truck race, which I feel like is a huge burden because it's it's Bristol dirt of all weekends that I'm actually moving, and so like I I feel terrible dropping this atom bomb on him, but he's covering two races this weekend. Uh, for Bristol Dirt, so so Matt will have you covered this weekend with with so he'll he'll be in the know. He will obviously know what goes down with practices and then qualifying, and he will have you uh, covered to a T. Yeah, so I'll be watching the practices. I'm not going to put out the normal practice reports that you got used to all the way back in 2019. Start 
Well, 2020. the start of 2020, start of 2020 yeah. we got three We got three races with practice reports in 2020. Did not do them for Daytona. Did them for three, and then they, they stopped because they no longer practiced. Um, I'm not going to do the normal practice reports that we, that, you know, we put out. Uh, I will make mention of notes of, you know, at the top of the playbooks for cup and truck, uh, for things that happened, things that caught my eye, um, different setups, people try different lines that were working, um, stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that stuff. I may also post live reactions to things in chat, uh, or on Twitter. Um, so we'll have that. Um, as for starting lineups, they will be set Saturday. So for truck races, we'll know the starting lineup, like, I don't know, like two hours before the race. Um, so that'll be fun. Hopefully DraftKings doesn't wait until we know the starting lineup to put out prices. Please, God, DraftKings. Please, dear God, DraftKings, don't wait for that. FanDuel, <laughs> by the way, as of the recording of this, which is uh, about 10, it's about 1030 Eastern Wednesday night right now. FanDuel uh, has already dropped the prices for the cup race. Um, shocker, Kyle Larson's the most expensive guy. Still really affordable, though. We'll get into that. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a playbook. Oh, I've got DK prices. Oh, for cups? Yeah, for uh, uh, S's and G's, that's a uh, I will oh. edit out. Uh, Kyle Larson is 12000 on DK. Uh, Bell is 11000 Tyler Reddick is ten five. Oh, up. so... Congrats to those who placed the bets there on um, Kyle Larson being the most expensive on DraftKings. We had a little bit of a wager going with folks uh, as to whether or not Kyle Larson would actually be the I like late Wednesday races. I feel like we get live reactions to DK pricing nowadays. It's exciting. Well, this yeah, is as live so. as you can get because they literally just came out like 10 minutes. <laughs> they literally minutes. just came out. Yeah, they yeah. literally yeah, – they don't even have a full complement of contests, so I wasn't even sure it was going to load because they still only have like four contests showing. Um, yeah, so Larson is a full grand more expensive than Bell, but still not really that prohibitively mm-hmm. priced. We thought he was going to be like 18 grand because it's a dirt <laughs> race. Prices um, of some of these guys – I'm yeah, it, I'm looking at it right now. My <laughs> eyes are so open wide. I cannot believe it. This has got to be the most expensive Stenhouse has been in a really long time. <laughs> You're paying a lot for a crash right there, let me tell you. It, it's oh, a, he's he's dirt. good at dirt racing. I get it. He's good at Stuart, dirt racing. Stuart Friesen in a cup race, 9,500. I mean, are we Don't sure we're going to get him or is it going to be his wife? Because his wife is in the truck race. <laughs> Do we and they're both... Oh, S Friesen too. That's that's insane. I yeah. thought his name was Jessica. Yeah, no, his his wife, his he and his wife are both entrants in the is in she? the truck race. I'm looking right now. Oh yeah, there's oh, wow, you are right. Yeah, Jessica Zemkin. Jessica Friesen. Jessica Friesen. Okay. Is uh, listed as the entrant in the '62 truck. Um. For the truck race there, so. You know, yeah, this this pod's a little bit off the rails, but hey, so is this race. This, it's this race will have zero rails. There will be zero trash. Yeah. Um, so to go a little bit into strategy here, they're covering the, obviously, you know, they've covered the high banks of Bristol in dirt, right? They've brought in some obscene amount of tonnage of dirt, and they've covered Bristol's high banked concrete half-mile oval in dirt. And... um 
Then they ran about a week's worth of races on this thing already. There's already been 1,400 cars that have run on this thing already uh, this week. And so uh, it, it's not your standard dirt track because normally a dirt track is fairly flat. It's not high banked like mm-hmm. Bristol is, which is banked between like 24 and 30 degrees of banking, depending on where you are on the track. Um so that'll change some things. This is also a little bit narrower than your standard dirt track is because uh, your normal dirt track, you can get about five, six wide. Bristol, you're not going to get to that. You're going to get maybe three, four wide. Um, and then the tires are going to be different this week. Uh, they've staggered the tires two inches difference between the height on the left side to the right side uh, to kind of help with some of the turning. And uh, they changed the compound. Goodyear did so that there's a little bit more bite or you know, what they call grip in dirt circles um, on the front edge of the tire so that, you know, there's a little bit more traction there. Um, But then one huge difference this week, you are not going to see green flag or caution pit stops. No live pit stops. The only pit stops that will happen are at the end of stage breaks. So can you, can, can you explain for it, the it's, viewers it's at a, home? It's a safety measure because the pit road isn't fully covered in dirt, right? So you've got mm. a little bit of difference between a fully dirt surface and a partially dirt surface. I got you. Okay. And you've got really narrow pit boxes at Bristol to begin with. Yeah. Also, it's a the pit if you remember at Bristol, the pit road is on either side of the straightaways, yep. right? It's a two part <clears throat> pit road. So for safety concerns, just like every other tr- every other normal dirt race, by the way, does this. They don't have live pit stops in dirt racing. It's only at the end of stage breaks or usually at the end of the race. There's no there's usually no pit stops during races. Um so at the end of they have designed the stage breaks in both the truck and the cup series race so that fuel won't be an issue so they can make the full stage without needing fuel. And so at the end of a stage, you can pit. You don't have to pit if you don't want to, but if you don't pit at the end of stage one, you got to make it all the way to the end of stage two before you pit. So, you know, so flats be damned. If you have one, you kind of just got to write it out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's so you're also going to see, by the way, a whole lot of teams aren't bringing their actual, uh, you know, competition pit crews this week because there's a lot of restricted um, travel party sizes this week, I guess. And so a lot of teams are just bringing engineers and their basic folks that can also then double as, as tire changers and. Because here's the thing, you're not going to lose uh, places in pit stops. Like, there's no racing off of pit road. You're not going to yeah, lose positions during <clears throat> pit stops. So it doesn't matter how fast or slow your pit is. You're not losing your spots. There's also no choose cone because it turns out it's really hard to keep a spray-painted orange no. surface. Yeah, right? What? Yeah, NASCAR's smart enough to figure this one out. Right? Don't say. Um, so, so yeah. What happens so, if it rains? What? what? happens if it rains? 
Uh, you gotta wait until the track management people get to dry the the track out. And how do they dry the track out? They add more dirt. Okay. So it's like you gotta wait for the okay. So instead of waiting out the mud to turn back into the into the dirt, yeah, just, it's gotta stop raining, right? It's yeah. gotta stop raining, and then they're going to do their track maintenance procedures to either try to squeegee some water out and then add dirt back in, or just pile dirt on it and then pack it down. <laughs> but you're not gonna see, you're tires. not gonna see like air titans out there. You're not gonna see oh, like you know. So, yeah, and by the way, that brings up a good point. Uh, if you check out raceweather.net, which I suggest you do, it's a very um, respectable site to check out race weekend weather. Um, the forecast looks a little iffy for Bristol this weekend. It does. It most there's, certainly does. <laughs> there's kind of a lot of rain chances brewing throughout the days on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And by the way... Thursday night into Friday morning, there's chances for, like, 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts and tornadoes, which is always great when you've put dirt down because, you know. Gets better and better. Can yeah, I right. throw – okay, can we talk about contest strategy this weekend? It's something yeah. that we don't normally do, but I feel like this weekend it's, it's worth talking about. Yes, go for it. Because, all right, so before Matt and I and, and Ed, we jumped on this podcast, Matt and I were talking privately, and we're like, you know, th- this feels like it's a it's a three-entry max contest kind of week like you want to play it light uh you, you kind of just save your money sure but i'm looking at this two dollar contest <laughs> that DraftKings is currently showing i'm, I'm in it too we're looking <laughs> and i'm like it's two bucks 150 max that's 300 bucks but like if you win it you, you qualify for the king of the speedway i'm looking at that one too <laughs> and so i'm thinking like do i just want to waste my weekend just building three lineups or do I want to be like, look, nobody knows what's going to happen this weekend. Do I want to build like maybe, maybe I take my shot at King of the Speedway. Honestly, King of the Speedway is looking more appealing to me than trying to chase like three injury contests right now. And I, and I feel insane saying that because we all, everyone's kind of on a level playing field this week. Like it's, it's Bristol dirt. We have, we're used to dirt tracks on flat surfaces. There's going to be, constant cat this is this should be treated like a super speedway race yeah except one difference is we have almost no track history right exactly like even at daytona and talladega we can suggest to you the guys that usually do well and finish up front and can avoid right like at the daytona 500 we were on michael mcdowell did i expect him to win no though i did have him in my best bets piece and he won it plus 6600 thank you very much um but we knew he was going to do well. He led the field in laps completed. He, you know, has a very high average finish in those races. So mm-hmm. even as wild card as those are, you can deduce who are better plays from track history, right? The only thing we have to go off of here is, hey, Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., um, Chase Elliott's got some pretty good dirt um background kyle larson obviously christopher bell tyler reddick's pretty good on dirt austin Dillon's pretty good on dirt you know these guys are pretty good on dirt uh kurt bush is a sneaky dirt guy but that's it but we're not talking about these guys having run on (laughs) banked dirt tracks in cup cars we're talking about these guys like larson won 50 like 50 races last year right 
those were an open wheel sprint cars, completely different driving style, completely different cars. So there's no track history to go off of. There's no, nobody's run. There's like, congrats to Kyle Busch for leading the field in wins at Bristol. This is not the Bristol he's <laughs> won at seven times, right? Like Kurt Busch has won here six times. This is not the Bristol that Kurt Busch has won at six times. It's just not, it's covered in dirt. It's not Bristol. Right, exactly. So, I'm I'm with you that everybody's basically on an even playing field because even if you look up these guys' dirt, you know, dirt history and go, oh well, you know, Bubba Wallace won at Eldora back in 2018 <clears throat> in his third ever dirt race. Okay, that's cool, but Eldora is a flat half mile, and that's a truck. Is that going to help him in a Cup Series race? At a banked half mile? I don't think so. In a brand new car? No, I don't think so. So do you think, so it's one of those weeks where it's like, because my mindset is like, I'll I'll enter a few cheap three entry contests, but otherwise I kind of want to go big or go home with this, this mini max qualifier for King of the Speedway. It's a, it's a less than 6,000 player field. And if I can max enter it for 300 bucks, I might take a shot at it. Yeah. So if you can afford to do that, Exactly. Yeah. Always fine. Your yep. Don't go blow the last three hundred bucks of your stimulus or tax return <laughs> that's supposed to cover your car payment and go. Hey, if I win this on a lottery ticket <laughs> in September, I'm going to have a shot at like a hundred thousand dollar live final, right? That'd be sweet. But only if you can afford it. Should you do that? Otherwise, stick to the smaller field small entry fee tournaments. Is that how you're reading this one too, Ed? Well, I'm kind of a go big or go home type of guy in NASCAR because I think that, <laughs> to me, tournaments and 50-50s or, or cash games are kind of the same because it's like you never know what can happen. There's crashes. There's all sorts of stuff. I mean, I... It's like cash games. It's like, especially with NASCAR, I learned over the past year, it's like when, when you're playing cash in NASCAR... You're basically playing the same PD and the same like yeah. lap sled dominator guys as everybody else. Like and it, it comes it's, down to the one different guy you have, which, yep. which would be a tournament yeah. play, anyways. So it's right. like, yeah. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write down everyone's name on an in- individual <laughs> piece of paper, and I'm gonna throw it in my hat, and I'm gonna pick out six guys, and hopefully the salary will line up, and I'm gonna make a lineup, and 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 hope they don't crash, and that's probably. The best strategy going into this race. I will have projections out for this race. <laughs> We're going to have projections? Okay. I, it's part of the package. I got to put them out. Holy crap. <laughs> they'll have, they'll, I'll have projections. They'll be out on Friday. Um, so you can use the lineup generator for this race. Um, <laughs> but Ed's strategy may, may as well just be as, as good as it gets. This is a dartboard race. It's like Daytona. It's like Talladega. Um, Now, that being said, do I think the crash variance is going to be as high as those? I don't think so. Because hitting the wall here at the dirt track isn't going to end your night. You're going to bounce off the wall and keep going. Right? Um, Now, if there's a pile up, yeah, that'll end your night. That'll definitely happen. Um, 
but I don't think that it'll be quite as, you know, the big one as Daytona and Talladega typically are. So, um, but there is going to be some kind of crazy variance. We are going to have some practice. So you'll get to see, hey, this guy ran pretty well in practice and then kind of sucked it up in the uh, heat race. So he's going to start further back. So we'll have that to base it off of. So that'll help. Um, but so will the field. So, you know, for the first time, everybody will have the practice to qualifying data to go to go pull from, too. I have a question. Yeah. Is this for a is this race for a playoff spot, too? Like if a yes. person. So yeah. if if Wyndham or Marler, who are 74 oh, no. and 7200, were to win, they couldn't qualify, right? No. Uh, well, they'd have to finish in the top 30 in the cup points. Okay, I'm just making sure because that would really be. So like... it's not it's not just pure winning you're in. You have to win and then be in the top 30 in points at the end of the regular season in the cup series. I almost thought about saying not to ask a stupid question before I did it, and now I realize I should have. So it's cool. No, that's okay. that's fine. I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't know the second. You know how many stupid questions I've asked Matt over the three years. <laughs> yes. I still got some, but. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there there are guys like Wyndham, uh, like Marler, uh, Golubic. Um. These are all dirt, uh, ringers. Never heard of them. That have been brought in. <laughs> yeah, they're ringers. Seventy-two hundred. Uh, like Golubic runs in the World of Outlaws series, which is what Kyle Larson spent all of last year running in, right? Okay. Um, it's specifically a dirt racing series. He got brought in to run the 78 car to be a dirt ringer. It's like when they used to bring in Boris Said to run the road courses as yeah. a road ringer, right? So um, we'll That's see. We'll see what happens. Um, I still wouldn't go very cheap on any of the guys super low down unless they're starting up front because I'm supposing they could probably hold their spot pretty decently. But who knows? <laughs> like, I'm betting you Ryan Newman may still be tough to pass on a road course or on a, on a dirt track. Wasn't the case tonight. No, but that's iRacing. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's um, like years old who knows if he can use a computer properly so we're over 26 minutes in um i almost don't even want to touch on the trucks just because matt will have a good write-up for that one yeah Do just we... to preview it real quick there's like Go seven eight or nine uh cup drivers that are in the truck series race uh this week um yeah they're they're the big name like daniel suarez chase briscoe uh, Bubba Wallace is in one of them. Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick. Um, Larson, you know, right? Yeah, I think Larson's in one of the trucks. Um, so Ryan Newman's in one of the trucks. These guys are all doing this to get extra practice, as if Kyle Larson actually needs more practice in a dirt uh, series. Um, so we'll see how that goes. You know, just because they're cup guys going down the truck you know dan's talked about it before when when kyle bush goes down to truck he becomes a huge play right but everybody is on the same playing field this yeah. week it's not your normal bristol right if this was truex or harvick or larson or you know whoever going down to normal bristol in a truck sure they'd be locked in plays but 
Can't guarantee that this time because they're doing it to get extra practice. I have an Ed Sneaky Truck Play of the Week. Go for it. 5,500 Haley Deegan. Her dad is a motocross guy. She yep. grew up on dirt, literally on dirt. 5,500, and she was the off-road oh, racer races. of the year. Oh, my God. Off-road <laughs> racer of the year just four years ago. And she's only, like, 19, and she's – this could be a really sneaky play for her for that price just, for sure. I Okay. Hey, Ed, what do you know? Larson's the most expensive truck guy. Yeah, Ed, Ed, Ed's, like, casually just breaking news about truck oh. racing, and he goes straight to Haley Deacon, who's I'm dropping head bombs. <laughs> Yeah, Haley Deegan. Man, are like they dropped truck prices. Yeah, normally truck <laughs> prices are lagging, but I mean technically they did by about twenty minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that play um, for sure. Uh, obviously, she grew up around dirt with her dad being on motocross. Um, so yeah, I also think that um, Ryan Truex might be an interesting guy to look at. Um, he's got a little bit more dirt experience than his older brother Martin does. Um, so that's another guy to kind of keep an eye out for. And, um, Jessica Friesen actually has, actually has off-road dirt experience. Like she she is a professional dirt racer. That's why she's in this. So don't just discount her because, you know... Oh, it's Stuart Friesen's wife. It's cool. They just wanted to hang out together as a husband. No, she's an actual dirt racer. Like, she knows what she's doing. So, could be could be pretty interesting. For that family, this is probably a date night. Well, <laughs> probably. Wouldn't put it past them. Uh, do we have anyone else from the Cup Series that we want to target, discuss... I mean, I, I know we're going to cover it in the playbooks and everything, and, and and I know this has been more of a free-form podcast, and I feel bad because I feel like we're about as clueless as at the end as we were at the beginning, but screw it. No, I mean, there's not really, like I said, I mean, I, I can, you know, pop off some stats to you that, you know, Christopher Bell's won X amount of chili bowls and whatever. Well, okay, that's great, but those are all flat dirt tracks again, and they're all modifieds and open wheels, and, you know, there's nothing that compares to what they're about to race on, right? Like, we'll see what they look like on Friday, and then they'll get a chance to make some adjustments. We'll see what they look like in the heat races, and then... William Byron just won the iRacing event, and he's only 4,500 on FanDuel. He's really good at iRacing. Yeah, like he literally got his cup career from iRacing. He's one of those tough ones to read, though, because he's like such a good iRacer, but at the same time, like the car has looked really good this year, too. Yeah. Guys, that's all track history we have right now is that iRacing event tonight. That's well, true. So everybody fade Ricky Stenhouse Jr., right? Like, yeah, he finished four laps down in his heat race. It was not good. No, I mean, you probably shouldn't go all in on Ricky Stenhouse, but you probably should play him in a little bit. Um, What's the most exposure you want on any one driver this week? I'm going to say for Larson and Bell, it's going to be higher than for anybody else. Would you top it at like thirty to thirty-five percent for everybody but Larson and Bell? 
Okay. I'd go above that for Larson and Bell. Okay. All right. Nice. I mean, I'm those are I'm two gonna... dudes that know how to handle a, a, a dirt track, right? Like, Larson has shown he can literally drive anything and put it in victory lane. Right? Just look at what he's done in the last year. So far, he's dominated at Atlanta, a track that he's done pretty decently at previously, right? And probably should have won last week, except he wore the tires off. He won at a track he previously never won at. He dominated the week before that. He won like 50 races all over the world on a bunch of different surfaces and in a bunch of different car types when he wasn't in the Cup Series. And when he went up against Christopher Bell in the Chili Bowl, Christopher Bell beat him head-to-head, right? Like, (laughs) so those two dudes know how to handle a car no matter what car they're in and what dirt surface is doing what. So those two guys, I'm fine going above 30 35%. Anybody else, I'll probably keep it below that mark. Man, Kyle Larson knows how to come back from being canceled, doesn't he? Jeez. Stronger yeah. than ever. And it's not just the wins. Like, let's acknowledge the fact that like, he's done a lot. Yes. Uh, off the racetrack to really right his wrongs. And also, the car he was driving tonight in the iRacing was his own charity. Like, he started a charity that's yeah. supporting all of the causes he just worked in the last couple of years to help support. So, like, it's that. not going to take long for sponsors to come to that number five car. And, you know, there there will be questions at the left to answer. Answer. God, man, I butchered that. <laughs> um, but it, if if you just go back and, and you can find this on YouTube or anywhere on the Internet, but Kyle Larson has done a great job trying to rebuild his, his image and, and his career uh, after just what he said on an iRacing chat. Uh, and by the way, a- did you see who the first – who one of the first drivers was to come over and congratulate Larson. Bubba. At the Bubba, Bubba Wallace. Bubba yeah. was like the first one. And he was the first one that Larson spoke to after the tape came out. And Bubba's been there like saying this guy should be able to come back from this because it's not him. It was a slip up, you know. So um, also y'all should go check out Bubba Wallace's Twitter and see uh, the two happiest dogs in the world were Bubba Wallace's and Blaney's dog after Blaney won at Atlanta. The picture of Blaney and Bubba Wallace and their two dogs hanging out is adorable. You haven't seen my dog after the race. It was pretty happy, too. <laughs> I have not. That's true. <laughs> All right. Is that going to wrap us up? I mean, that was, I guess we'll call yeah. that a. All right. Okay. Matt's calling, Matt, Matt's calling it. I don't have anything else to add. I mean, we talked about some strategy. We talked about how the the track will uh, react, what they'll do about the weather, um, how to kind of play the, you know, the the weekend DFS-wise content that's coming out. I'm going to max enter the $2 contest. I'm doing it. Do you. And there was no internet on Saturday. It's going to be very entertaining. You're going to miss trucks and UFC. Yeah, but he's going to miss UFC. Oh, it's a big massive one. UFC. I'm going to do one lineup for UFC just so I can get my credits for DraftKings. Yeah, game. let's plug because there is a huge UFC card this huge. weekend. It's slowly uh, falling apart. It is because, yeah, COVID stuff usually. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, Ed, 
Last thoughts. How do you think Ryan Blaney does this weekend on dirt? Well, uh, I mean, all I have is the iRacing tonight. Which was not good. Which was terrible. <laughs> and he's probably still a little hungover. But he did he did have a new glass case of emotion come out this week. Uh, and he was on Dale Jr.'s podcast with his dad. That's true. And um, he has a great charity for Alzheimer's. Everyone should check it out and probably not play him this week. <laughs> I will. I'll still have a few lineups with him in there. But yeah, he's not... 9,300 on DK in case anybody was wondering. And Chase Elliott under 9,000 for the first time ever, it seems like. Uh, and keep that in mind because Chase Elliott's actually competed in the Chili Bowl and done pretty decently. Yeah. So. so and and my final thought is this. I'm probably going to fade Larson and Bell a lot in tournaments because I'm not a big cash game guy and, and see how that turns out for me uh i may not even put their names in my hat when i pull them all the names out to to <laughs> do my lineup so yeah also but one last quick note keep in mind it's a 250 lap race for cups it's not a 500 lap race yeah. Yeah. so there's less laps led to dominate Twelve thousand can still you can still dominate with twelve thousand dollar price tag but larson and bell are going to be the two easily most played drivers this is why i'm fading in tournaments baby it's not even going to be close <laughs> all right well guys thank you so much for your time uh joined by matt sells ed rouse i'm dan mail and this was the this was our nascar <laughs> bristol dirt preview uh matt luckily for you all matt will be covering both playbooks this weekend for the cup and the truck series race uh best of luck to you gentlemen and best of luck to the fa nation best of luck fa nation